Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. It's been a while since we've had a podcast. It has been. I think before Christmas. Yeah, before Christmas. So a whole lot of time, a whole lot of miles since then. Yeah. But in Liberia and back now in the U.S. So it's good to be back. And um, this past Sunday, you had a, a homework assignment. Yeah. So I saw it midway through the week. This is Wednesday today. We're going to get the podcast out today or tomorrow. Um, want to remind people about the assignment, which was to create a testimony. Yeah, to draw to the mind your testimony. Mm-hmm. We don't want any creating. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be creative with it. Just tell the story. Yeah. Yeah, so but what, what I was hoping everybody would do is to just kind of rehearse with the Lord how you came to Christ. So what was your life like before you came to Christ? Mm-hmm. How did he break through into your darkness and bring you into his light? And then what were some of the immediate changes? What's life like now? after that um happened and i think the one of the emphases on testimonies is we don't have to make it really complicated i shared paul the apostle's testimony he was a wordy man and he had quite a story to tell but somehow in front of the sanhedrin he was able to share it in about three minutes time i think all of us have a story to tell that could be a book i think everybody's life is worth a novel but when it comes to when, when we're communicating with somebody else, we don't want to be the center of the story. We want Jesus to be. And I think that there's uh, a way that we can practice sharing our testimony in a way that's succinct and, and just gets to the point. Um, you know, some of us are better storytellers than others. I know I tend to be more wordy than I need to be when I tell a story and I have to discipline myself to condense it to something, but it's worth practicing. It's one of those things that, you know, you practice in the mirror, practice with somebody your friends your spouse your kids you know whatever but get it to a place where you know the story well enough that you could pull it up at any moment and share it with somebody when you're ministering to them mm-hmm. you mentioned on sunday one of the pitfalls of common pitfalls of uh testimony sharing is that we tend to overemphasize the pre-christ side of the story and that was when yeah. you mentioned that we should really cut to the chase like we can miss that part go to the good stuff yeah. Where our, our conversion, where we found Jesus and what he's done with us after yes. But I also yeah. wanted to ask about, I think we mentioned this in a previous podcast too, but the, the, the aspect of testimonies um, that some folks struggle with is feeling like their story isn't worth telling. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, I think that's one of the side effects of making testimonies about the BC days, you know, before Christ days, as if that's the most interesting part. And honestly, there's some testimonies I hear sometimes, it almost sounds like a celebration of sin. Mm. And even though I don't believe people mean to communicate this, but almost like missing the good old days when I used to party and when I used to do all these things. Mm. That's not what a testimony is about. Um, you know, Saul didn't have a testimony like most Americans do. Like I was a drunk, I was, a, you know, I was in, sleeping around, that kind of thing. He didn't have any of that. He was just a Pharisee whose intent was to kill the church. Mm. and he got and that's all you know everybody can fill in the blanks i think that when we think our testimony's got to be like the more dark it was before christ came and the more it can portray how dark my life was the better the testimony is i think that's just not accurate i think it's the how the love of god broke through whatever the barrier was that kept you from christ for that long mm-hmm. um that's the point of the story and uh and ideally when our testimony is part of our ministry to somebody, when we're ministering Christ to them, 
The reason why we're sharing our testimony is because somehow it connects with the person that we're talking to. So not everybody's testimony will connect with everybody that we minister to in, in the details of it. Paul's testimony I read on Sunday out of Acts was um, would connect with that group because they were actually, some of them were the ones that sent him with those letters to go and persecute the church. So it connected with them. But he did share that story everywhere he went. And um, I think that how we share a story uh, mainly it's just about talk about Jesus more than yourself. Mm. And all of us have a great testimony of Jesus within, you know, our life's testimony. And that's how we, I think we overcome that trap of thinking, um, I didn't really have much of a sinful life before. So what testimony do I really have? It's not about us. It's about what Jesus did mm. and, um, finding a way to connect that with the one that we're listening to or ministering to mm. is key. Great. So we should get back up to the original assignment, which is you're expecting people to come on Sunday morning oh, yeah. with a three-minute testimony. We are going to break bread awesome. in small groups, okay. maybe three in a group. And I'm going to be real strict about that. I'm just warning you now. Three people in a group who don't know each other well. Okay. So it's not going to be families. It's not going to be you and your hangout group. It's going to be people that you don't know very well. Mm-hmm. And share it as if, you know, I'm going to have you share it as if you're sharing it with somebody who's never heard your story or doesn't know who you are from Adam. Okay. And that's kind of a practice within the family kind of event. Well, that's reassuring because I, I heard some folks last night um, here at the church actually discussing it and were afraid that they wouldn't have to share their testimony for the first time in front of the entire church. So, <laughs> No, why would we want to do it in public <laughs> like that? No, I uh, know. I get it. Look, I know that there are some that are still for whatever reason, afraid of the microphone and afraid of groups. I am, uh, my role in everyone's life, if I'm your pastor, is also to stretch you. Mm-hmm. I was a shy man. I was not an, I'm still not an extrovert. I'm not a really much of a loving the public eye kind of person. And my, my father in Christ, Phil Capuccio, made me, and it was made me, get up in front of a crowd of strangers on the Boston Common and share a half-hour message, a gospel message, including my testimony. And uh, I was absolutely petrified. And that's when the first time that God spoke to me, Steve, it's time for you to get over yourself, which really is a New York way of saying, just get out of your own way and stop making the focus about you. If we're afraid to speak in front of people, it's because we're looking at ourselves. Instead of looking at this loved one of God's, who is lost right now or, you know, really um, confused or in depressed, whatever it is that they're in right now. And instead of focusing on them and the ministry that Christ will pour out of us, we're looking at ourselves. And it really is, I think, something to repent of. So I I do. I I think that all of us at some point should be at least willing to publicly testify about the gospel of Jesus Christ. I mean, it's not exactly what Paul meant. But he did say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. We all have the power of God unto salvation in us. It's just got to come out of our mouth. But for Sunday, I'm not going to give anybody a mic unless you want it. Uh, It's going to be sharing with two or three. Awesome. This is exciting. I can't wait to see what happens on Sunday and to hear uh, many stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what God has done and is doing. So Excellent. Yeah, awesome. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of uh, Your Questions Answered. And Oh, yeah. That was an easy question. You want another question? Uh, 
No, there was one that was asked though, so I'll bring this in. Ahead, uh, yeah. Somebody asked me afterward, so how do you minister Christ to somebody? Mm. You know, how do you engage in the conversation? How do you bring it up in the conversation? And I will share some of that in a message within the next few weeks, sometime, I think. <laughs> but for now, it's, um, and, and this is where, you know, even this whole thing about make the testimony not take so long mm -hmm. so that you're not doing most of the talking. If you watch Jesus in action with people, he would ask a question and then wait to hear the response. Mm -hmm. And then he answered the question behind the question that the person was asking. Why? Because he was really listening to them. He was listening to them and listening to the Holy Spirit. And that was why he was always able to minister to the need of the moment. So when we're ministering to somebody, I always ask uh, some form of the question, tell me your story. You know, how did you get to where you are today? What is your life like right now? And just keep asking question after question. Because if somebody's ripe and ready to receive Christ, they're in a state of brokenness in some way or another. They've reached the end of their rope in some way, or they're coming to a revelation that this isn't the life that I was born for. You know, there must be more is the kind of the way that we word it. So if we can ask enough questions, not like a salesman trying to find the right product for the person, but like somebody who's genuinely interested in that person. It's, it's grabbing hold of heaven's compassion and heaven's heart for that person we're ministering to and asking the Father, give me the love that you have for this one who right now is either like a prodigal living in a faraway country or is like the older son desperately working for his father's um, affirmation while he's already got it. Mm. Um, and, and then find out by listening carefully to that, not listening so that we could lead up to our next question or our next line like a pushy salesman, but listening carefully. And then there'll be moments. There are moments when you just know, all right, I'm touching something here. The Holy Spirit just drew something to the surface that then I could go after and minister to. And there's almost always going to be something that we can pray for and that. And many times there is an opportunity to say, well, have you considered um, making Jesus your savior have you and not saying it like that but going for it and that's where i'll share a little bit more about you know what is the wording how do we not share it like a billy graham behind a pulpit or you know like in a big evangelistic meeting but in a quiet conversation over if you and i have coffee right now how do i then share christ with you in a way that gives you an opportunity to respond to the message and that's what's missing in a lot of uh what's called evangelism today is an opportunity to respond as we did at one point in time and it's almost like, uh, I think it's a spirit of timidity. Uh, maybe it's because of rejections from times past. Maybe it's just because of a false doctrine about, you know, only the, all that matters is God's love for you. Yeah, but you also have to repent or you're missing out. You know, you, you got to get in. I just read a story somebody posted uh, about a boy who um, was really concerned about the kids when, when the flood came and the kids weren't on the ark. And the boy said to his father, who was, you know, telling him a story, said, Dad, why didn't their parents tell them to get onto the ark? Mm. And it, it really gripped me that, wow, yeah, if we don't say it and we don't get to a place to give somebody an opportunity to respond, mm -hmm. uh, we've missed out. The love of God is, is evident. It, it should be the primary message that we preach, but there still has to come that point where we're given the, the call. So I, I think that's a simple answer to it conversational get to know that person 
and be in touch with the father as you're communicating. It's like listening. You have two ears, one for the person, one for the father, and listening carefully for that moment when it seems like right now that is something I can minister to, and then and then see what God will do. Awesome. Yeah. So that was uh, I'm going to that I got bonus answer to a question. <laughs> awesome. Well, any other questions? That was the only one that I was asked. All right. Week after. Praise God. Well, we're excited to see what God does this Sunday, as always. I think it was always, uh, well, the word this past Sunday from B. Diff, and I believe it was a word for for our house, was one of the expectation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God's always doing something. So it's fantastic. Anyway, thank you for watching, listening to this podcast. We love you guys and look forward to seeing what God does in your lives this week. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys.